So I'm recording this episode on mushrooms in my bedroom because I honestly think, and I want to say in my bedroom, capital M, capital Y. It's not a perfect bedroom, but it's mine and uh, it's my own. And as a stand-up comedian who has put in the time and often felt unseen for the time and the effort and the losses and, you know, even the wins. Even the wins sometimes feel like they go unseen because I'm not one to brag. And quite honestly, I don't want to be one to complain. I just want to be one to fight. That's what I came in here doing anyway. Fighting. Living. Resurrecting. Surviving. Scratching. Climbing. Humiliating myself. So that's where I'm going to go to today is to talk about the humiliation of a stand-up comedian and what makes somebody like me who, if this is out there, you might not know my name, you might not even care, you might pass me off as an open micer, but I'm not an open micer. I go to open mics, but that is not why I go to open mics. I go to open mics to sharpen my skills to hone my craft, to do my job, to do my work, but my heart is not just casually at an open mic. My heart is somewhere else. My heart is for the achievement. And this part is really hard to talk about because it involves somebody who's probably going to listen to this episode and maybe even chastise me for doing this. But I think it's the story of being a woman And I think that's really important. This is not a Me Too story. This is not a label. This is not something you can put a label on. Maybe codependency. Maybe humanity. But this is just a person who is a woman, which is quite honestly something I'm accepting too. I've stepped away from being a woman as a stand-up comic. I've put that aside. I've put myself out there as some hybrid of a woman. And I I don't knock it. I stay as neutral as I can, although, quite honestly, I haven't been. I learned from the I learned from the guys before me. And because I learned from the pack or the guys or the dudes before me, I put a lot of my own body away in a closet and just wore the cloak of a man because that's what a father's daughter does. But there's a lot of things with the sins or the karma of whatever we call it. Some people call it the patriarchy. Catholics call it the sins of our father. 
I don't know. I'm going to go with the sins of our fathers, our forefathers. This country that I live in was built on founding fathers. But you can't have a father without a mother. You cannot have a father without a mother. There's always the story of the man behind the woman, but I think right now we're seeing a war of the sins of our fathers. And that has me on a house in a very remote place, possibly on a hill by myself, sitting with myself, learning to love myself again. Because I'm a workaholic, I'm addicted to the work, I'm addicted to doing stand-up, I'm addicted to the hustle, that is my addiction. I'm addicted to getting gigs, I'm addicted to winning, I'm addicted to being better than everybody else, I'm addicted to my sins, and quite honestly my sins were instilled in me by the sins of our fathers, however, I hold these sins as my sins to resurrect, which gets me into this book I read in middle school called The Giver. I'm not a huge literature person. I was mainly a science major and I loved science, but this book by Lois Lowry, and quite honestly, I'm going to be going in and out, talks about what we're going through right now. And I'm not going to get into a literature lesson or the ins and outs of the characters, but the depiction of the giver is this father figure in a society that has forgotten its values, morals, everything. They've forgotten their conscious brain and their subconscious brain. They've just forgotten themselves. And the depiction is the giver sits with many that are chosen in this role in society. The thing is, the daughter of the giver, and she's not the daughter, she's just a character, but in my translation right now, it's going to be that the daughter commits suicide. But she didn't. She resurrected. It was the son, or the chosen one, that that takes on the role of the next giver that receives a child to take on with him because his role is to teach himself how to love through a child. See, the the girl in the story that gets cast away and is said that she commits suicide is actually the lesson of rebirth. Now, it's a depiction of rebirth, but the way I view it is the daughters right now have to rebirth themselves and the sons have to learn love through their daughters. Do not get that twisted. And that gets me into a codependent relationship I recently had. That it's so sticky and icky, it's hard to let go of because it's toxic. 
and it's a friendship, but there's a lot of question marks around that, and it's not sexual, it's just in my head, it's this brain thing, and it's like, if I, this person gave me $3,000 to survive when I was unable to eat in Los Angeles, and money has always been my thing, money has always been my source of shame, living on people's couches, being really poor, but I've never, don't ever, and I'm telling this to myself, forget that I am a hustler. I'm telling this to myself right now. This is something I might not put out as a podcast, quite honestly. There's a lot of podcasts I'm deleting because I'm cutting the strings of codependency, and this is my declaration to that. And quite honestly, that's why I have to be on mushrooms to do it. And that's what I recommend everybody be doing right now is internal medicine. And for me, it's mushrooms. And I'm going to be out with that and say that mushrooms are my healing medicine. I do not abuse them. They are my healing medicine. And I think they are the healing medicine of a place that I come from, which is Maryland. I think a lot of people in that state that I hold such love for need these mushrooms to heal them and I'm speaking to everybody that would or could be listening in the state of Maryland I don't care about the other states right now everybody's going through their own thing but Maryland is my home Maryland is my love and my heart that is where the bay Chesapeake Bay is, that's my home, that's where horses are for me, that's where Burtonsville is for me, that's where Columbia, Maryland is, that's where Westminster, Maryland is, that's where the Mason-Dixon line is, that's where Ocean City is, that's where my childhood is, and that's where the most important part of this whole process is going on with this war that we are fighting, and I'm going to speak loud and proud about this now because I've known about this for years, I didn't know how the shit was going to go down, but it's going down and it's undeniable at this point. It's unfucking deniable. You can put your head in the sand or you can wake the fuck up. And my job is to wake myself up and then be harsh, not well received, and wake other people the fuck up. This is a war. This is a bio weapon. And receive that however you will receive that however you will but that is what's going on and I sit in my strength and part of that is snipping the string of codependency with romantic relationships that turn into friendships because I can't let people go because I don't want to hurt people because I'm loyal I'm a loyal person and this is shout outs to those people and Quite honestly, as a woman who's been through relationships where, you know, you're with somebody for several years or you have a weird off and on or you have a weird connection because somebody helped you out, this is something I just am learning this week through mushrooms is that a lot of times People live vicariously through other people and it's almost like a parasitic thing where they put their power into another person and go, that person can do it, but I can't. 
And that's not true. It's about you putting your own power into you. And doing your own thing and creating your own thing and not using somebody else for the thing and honoring them. And my honor right now is tough love. I need to do the tough love. That is how I honor right now. Tough fucking love. For those that need to listen to me, listen to me. For those who need to be angry at me, be angry at me. But I will still stand strong. And I will still grow and thrive on my own, which I have been doing. And I will continue to do. And I can say that with conviction now. Money is not the only means of succeeding. And I think a lot of people from where I come from in Maryland are really hardworking people, which made it an easy transition to live in Manhattan and work in Manhattan because I grew up taking care of animals, horses. And horses are not easy, and I am not letting that part of my life go ever. Horses are a really hard business to learn from. That's word-of-mouth business. That's respect business. That's showmanship. That's blood, sweat, tears, and also death and birth. And that's also protection. (sighs) Learning to protect... Because it's a lineage sport, you have to learn how to protect the lineage that's coming after you. And I think that's what's going on right now. And that's why this is a war that has to be recognized. You have to protect the lineage that's coming after you. And I'm putting this out as a protection. Do not take my words lightly. For anybody who listens, who needs to, you were brought here because this is a protection. Thank you.